0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center.
1: Morning Breath starts now. What's up, everybody? This is Pastor David Gammon here morning breath. I am super excited that uh, we get to jump into 1 Corinthians 12 today. And if you're new to the podcast, the show, to the radio program, what we do is we read a chapter of the Bible the night before, and then we read it the morning of. Then we go into our Merritt Island location. We have a recording studio here. Uh, Myself and another pastor or another co-host, it's usually Pastor Dan, and he's usually the main guy, and I'm the co-host on Thursday. But today, it's going to be me, and I'm super excited. I have a co-host as well. We'll we'll get into the chapter, and we'll talk about what God has breathed on our hearts. We do not prepare sermons. We do not go doing hours and hours of research and this and that. This is just listening to the Spirit of God and saying what God, we believe, has spoken through His Holy Scripture to us and for our lives and for today. One of my favorite, favorite things to do in the week is to come in and record Morning Breath. But today, we have uh, with us in the studio as the co-host... The producer here of the show, the technical director, he is an amazing young man. He's one of our apprentices living in a house, other guys, just studying the leadership and the ministry. He's on the worship team. He is on the production team. He does everything. He grew up here at the church, man. He is absolutely a phenomenal young man. Phenomenal young man. How's it going, Nick? I'm good. Nick Clementson over there. Yep,
0: that's me. You doing good, buddy? I am. Thank you for all that. Absolutely.
1: I never say this stuff to his face, and I'm still yep. not, because he's actually producing the show while he does this. So he's actually spun around backwards with his cool Dr. Dre headset yeah. on. You can't even—you're not even going to be able to look at my <laughs> face this whole time. Right. But it's cool, because like I said, he's super talented and does so much around the church, and uh, he's going to be jumping in. How about this? Uh, Nick, why don't you tell him how they can get plugged into Morning Breath?
0: Of course. I should know all this, because I work Morning Breath, so— you can find us on our website, ECCC.us, but we want to kind of push everyone to start using our app. Uh, it's called the East Coast app, and um, all of our podcasts, all of our uh, our morning breath reading schedule, everything is on there that you can find. But if you don't want to do either of those, you can give us a call at 321-452-1060, um, and we could uh, send you some mail some real mail do we we still do that right
1: we do okay
0: yeah 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 so we send a physical mail uh, to your house if you'd like us to um you can also find our current and past sermons on our apps our our app and our website and uh yeah and check out everything that's new with east coast on on both of those those things
1: sounds good well i tell you what we got some cool stuff going up uh at East Coast here on December 6th from 6 to 9 p.m. We have Christmas on the Parkway. It's December 6th from 6 to 9 p.m. At our Merritt Island location, if you don't know what that is, we turn our campus into, like, a, our location to like, a winter wonderland. It's amazing for the whole family. We bring in snow. And, you know, Florida kids are actually able to have a snowball fight and enjoy the the the, the day, enjoy the season. Yeah. There's candy, there's games, there's prizes, a lot of cool stuff. And uh, I want to encourage you to bring the whole family out. It's a really good time. That's our Marriott location on December 6th from 6 to 9 p.m. We also got the first of the year coming. I mean, today's Thanksgiving. Woo-hoo! Love it. I mean, I can, I can tell you right now I'm going to overeat. For Absolutely. Sure. Going to watch a lot of football. Best thing about Thanksgiving, <laughs> and don't get mad at me for saying this, is you can overeat. Watch football, fall asleep, and continue to watch football after you wake up. Yeah. That is that is America, mm. the holiday. That's what I'm thankful for. And I'm thankful for whatever you're thankful for, too. So um, New Year's coming, though. We got some big stuff coming at the first of the year. We're going to be doing a Devo. We're going to be um, doing a, a home-written devotion where you can get into it. And I just really want to encourage you now in December – be thinking and praying about the changes and differences you want to make in the upcoming year. Not New, year, New Year's resolution, but just an intentionality of your next steps in life and what you want to do and where you feel God's calling you to. And a great time, a great starting point is actually the first of the year. So we got a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, wanna play, I want to encourage you to, man, if you don't have a home church, jump into the East Coast. we got locations in Vieira, Coco, Merritt Island, and um, we'd love to have you as part of the family. So... Well, tell you what, Nick, we've got thirty something verses, about thirty verses. Yeah. What do you What do you think? You going first, or am I going first? I'll go first. All right then. Um, what translation are you reading? I'm reading uh, NLT. Okay, NLT. I got NIV for anybody listening there, and, and that's um, something you want to match up with or whatever that looks like. All right then, but, one. But
0: don't don't do it while you're driving though. Yes. Don't, don't. pull your Bible out and start reading.
1: Right. Get
0: ready. <laughs> Just Here we go. To
1: us. Padawan Nick, I say to you, read, sir.
0: First Corinthians 12, chapter 1. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you are still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit... Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and the only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ, some of us are all Jews and Gentiles, Some are slaves, and some are free. But we all have been baptized in one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear
1: should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye— where would the sense of hearing be if the whole body were an ear? Where would the sense of smell be? In fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts that the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable and the parts that we think are less honorable we treat with special honor and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty while Our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving great honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that each part should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. And all are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do we all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you, the most excellent way. Amen. Amen. Easily probably one of the most debated chapters in Scripture is right here, 1 Corinthians 12, as we read this. People are constantly quoting from this whenever they go to debate several different things, roles in the church, divisions in the church, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, moving of the Holy Spirit in the church. As you heard twice now inside of this chapter, speaking in tongues is, is inside of this chapter. So, as we dive into this, I want to be able to bring up something first that I, I really think everybody needs to know is in the opening here, 1 Corinthians 12, Paul is writing about a cultural reference that we won't get if we just opened our Bible and just started reading. <clears throat> and what he's kind of saying is, hey, listen, you can't say uh, Jesus be cursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit, that that whole opening. So I've heard people, believers Ask somebody that maybe they thought was under a a spiritual influence that wasn't of the kingdom of heaven. They'd be like, "Say Jesus is Lord," and the person would say, "Jesus is Lord," even though the person would absolutely needed deliverance from what they were, you know, under the influence of. Mm. And they'd be like, "Well, they said Jesus is Lord." It says in Corinthians that if you say that, there's no way that you know you could be you know not saved. And that is not at all what this portion of scripture is saying. Yeah. What happened was, is at the time he was pointing out to them that that division would come and what would happen is is in their pagan religions uh their gods would have children, and then some people would say, oh, I'm of Zeus, and other people say, well, I'm, I'm of Zeus's son, and then next thing you know, you would see that one faith divide and start fighting itself. He's saying here, because he's about to talk about how the Holy Spirit moves and how there's unity in the church and how they're, all of us are one body, he's going to say, listen, never, ever will Jesus be different than the Father. Never will the Holy Spirit go to war with Jesus. And it would make sense to a first century pagan who is normally used to hearing the stories of how gods would war with each other. Mm. He's saying that's not going to happen in our faith because our God— our, our Elohim is a three-part one deity, three in one, the Trinity, that will always work in unison, will always be unified, and as we follow him, we can have faith and trust and know that we're, this, this is not some storyline. And those other, those, like we talked about in 1 Corinthians 8, those other idols that they followed were empty, godless, demonic forces. So he's saying, listen here, as he has, he's actually even building more on that of being like, look, our God is so real and he is going to give us gifts. He is actually, cause he wants to explain how the spirit moves inside of the church, how the spirit actually doesn't just move inside of the church. He touches on that, but he wants to talk about how the Holy Spirit moves in you mm. and how each one of you have a spiritual gift and right. how he is not holding back from giving that to you. But I don't know if we really contemporarily as a first century—or not first century, first world American-style believers really struggle with that whole, like— warring with uh, God warring against himself or a faith's deity warring against its own self. Maybe some people might be super Bible-focused people and and don't give much room for the Holy Spirit to speak to you in your time and in your life. I can maybe get that. Or maybe you're so Holy Spirit-based that you maybe never read the Word or the Bible. Okay, I can get that. But I would not use this as a gauge to if someone says Jesus is Lord to be like, oh, well, they're saved and they're an on, on fire believer because that that isn't really what Paul was talking about in that moment. Nick, what about you, your oracle of wisdom? What, what do you got for us, buddy? Uh, yeah.
0: So verse 10, it, it kind of goes into talking about how not everyone has every gift. Like God has discerned gifts to different people, um, which kind of speaks to me because a lot of the times I'll find myself... Um, looking at other believers and, and seeing, wow, they're, they're like, they got this insane blessing of like being able to heal and, you know, all this other stuff. And then hearing the Holy spirit and prophesying and and getting visions from God. And, um, and I'm sitting here like, you know, I got nothing. my, My brain's empty right now. Nothing's going on. So I'll kind of compare myself to, to other believers and say, well, God, why don't I? Why don't I have the power to heal supernaturally, and and why don't I get these prophecies from you that to to give to others, or um, why am I not getting visions from you? And um, it's kind of just like reading this verse is encouraging to me to know that. I mean, I know that I'm not gonna have every gift that everyone else has. Um, that each gift that everyone has is is God picked, um, and but. But seeing this verse and reading it, it it helps me to to remind me that any time that that thought comes through my head of, you know, I don't have that gift, what the heck, um, that I can just know that, well, I might not have that gift, but I know that I do have gifts that God has given to me. um, And I may not see them because I'm so like used to them and I've become comfortable in them, which I know is not something that we'd want to do is we want to not always be comfortable. We don't want to get to a place where we're, um, sitting around comfortable. We want to, we want God to push us and and to put us in uncomfortable positions. And that's, I've been learning that a lot, um, throughout this this past, like year in the apprenticeship program is, um, I've been getting drilled into my brain of like, you don't want to be comfortable and, and you need to, um, you need to listen to God and, and to, to go where he says, and it's not always going to be comfortable. Um, but yeah, that verse really spoke to me um, and, and just helped me understand that and, and, and as a, a reminder to, to not think that in those moments of like someone else has this, has this gift, but I don't. I want, to, I want that gift. I mean, I might want that gift, but I just know that God has given me um, handpicked specifically for me gifts that um, will still reach the community and still reach um, people around me.
1: Dude, that's so good. And I, when you're talking, I just got this picture of you. He's also a drummer, by the way. He's a really good drummer. But inch. and <laughs> yeah, but he seriously is. And I just pictured of the drummer looking out from the drum cage at the rest of the church, and thinking, "Wow, wow, I wish I had that gift." While the rest of the church is looking at the drummer, thinking, "Wow, I wish I could play the drums." Yeah. And um, so, man, we really are one body. And and being a speaking teaching element here at the church, I can't tell you how valuable uh, the whole dream team is, the whole churches, the whole. I mean, like you you think that a sound person is not important. Incredibly crazy of a statement. Drummers, sound people. I mean, someone walks into a church. I can't tell you how many testimonies I've heard of that. Someone's walked through the doors were greeted by a smiling face, a handshake or a hug, whatever they were comfortable with, and that just opened them up for the Holy Spirit to change their lives. yeah. No one element, no one element is greater than the other ones. And he does, though, move here. And we're not just talking about in, in the physical, physical um, layout of the church, which I, I wish I could play safe and just be like, hey, you know, sound guys and greeters and ushers, we're all one team, which is true. But he's actually saying the Holy Spirit has spiritual gifts that he will give to you. Yeah. So I don't know where you're at on God and working miracles and healing the sick, but 1 Corinthians says that God's still healing the sick. Yeah. And that he's still working miracles and that if the word of God says that for my life, then that's exactly what I want for my life. That's exactly what I'm believing for. Now, will I make it a point of contention cuz he kind of makes it almost satirical here at the end when he's like, "Do all work miracles?" Well, obviously not all of us work miracles, at least not in every moment. We're not all at once, all working miracles. I did have a moment in my life where it was, believe it or not, it wasn't right now in this moment. It was actually about 15 years ago where every person I laid my hands on and prayed for for their sickness was recovering and they were getting better. And I'm sure you're hearing this, and someone out there is probably thinking, well, why didn't you drive to Cape Canaveral Hospital and just walk to every single room and heal every single person? Because when it happens in the moment, it feels way different. It's just like, oh, my goodness. And you're like, praise God, and you're super excited. And, you know, that was going on for a season of my life incredibly well, incredibly well. And then yeah. I can't explain what it was, but— I haven't seen as much uh, throughout years. I have seen divine healings absolutely um, happen, but they happen at different points in different seasons. There's also a different time in my life where um, it was really a, a spiritual cultural move was going through um, Christianity in America, and it was like. Uh, soaking in the spirit and and how much the Holy spirit is having you prophesy and how much of that was going on and and i felt believe it or not as a pastor i felt the same way Nick was talking about earlier yeah i'm like lord i'm the stinking pastor how come i'm not getting some of this stuff and what's going on i'm hearing from other people too you know words of criticism and and you know it was really kind of getting to me i'm like am i not spiritual and, might, and yeah
0: and that's a testament just to like people who think that oh i'm not a pastor and that's probably why i'm feeling all these things but i mean we're all the same yeah. pastors and and um you know all of us are, are thinking the same thing of and getting the same spiritual attacks from the devil like the devil ain't specifically picking non-pastors or anything like that like he's, right. he's attacking everybody and um so just people who feel that you know, you're not the only one that's that's getting attacked.
1: Come on. And you know the only crazy thing, Nick, is in that season, you know what I was doing? What? I was building the internship that mm-hmm. we have at our campuses. Yeah. Which would later on to build the apprenticeship. Right. And it's almost like God's like, why are you looking at what you're not doing? Why yeah. don't you look at what I am doing through you? And I want to encourage you out there today man, take your eyes off some of the things that other people are doing and look at what God is doing. And yeah. if you're like, well, I don't see anything, well, then slow your life down and ask him because he is openly right here saying, listen, He in this, he promises everybody one. He says everybody's going to get at least one. And also Ephesians 4, about around the 10th and 11th verse, he also says he gives the church uh, ministry gifts as well. And then if you go over to Romans, Twelve and fifteen, you'll see more gifts yeah. of where it comes out. You know, it says those with the gift of leadership do so with all diligence, and the unpacks like you could be working so hard as an entrepreneur, as a person running a business, and you don't even realize. And you're looking across, feeling the same way. Why? Do, why don't I sing like Pastor Chris? Or <laughs> you know, why don't I do whatever? And but you can run a business, or you can administrate a company, or you can. You can go right now. You can have a generosity for you to give twenty five thousand dollars doesn't scare you at all where other people would that would be petrifying. Yeah. But because you have a gift of generosity and that is right. also biblically laid out. So I want to encourage you today, man. Look at what God is doing in you. You know, Nick, what else what else stood out to you, buddy? Oh put me on the spout. Um I really liked when it was
0: um near the end of the, the chapter. Um it talks about, you know, here are some of the parts of the guy who pointed to the church and then goes through a list of all the, uh, you know, positions that were appointed to the church and, um, you know, you can kind of sit here and read through them. And, and I mean, I don't think these are definitely not all of them, but I think it's some of them and you can, you can sit there and and be like, well, I'm not an apostle or, 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 you know, I am an apostle or, um, and, and kind of pick out which one you might be. And it could help you to, um, know which one that you are, but what I do like about that is just, you know, having a list in front of you and, and not having to try to figure it out on your own um, and trying to like, oh, well, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not generous. Well, then stop trying to be generous. And, and like David, Pastor David had said, is sit back and just slow your life down, let God speak to you and tell you, you know, what what your gift may be, because you might be trying to to say that you are. Some you have a gift, but you aren't. Or you weren't given that gift, and um, just slowing down and letting God tell
1: you what gift you actually have. Dude, that's that's really good, and I want to encourage you even one step more in that same direction. Is you don't need the title to have the gift. Yeah, no one needs to call a lion a lion. All right it knows it's a lion. When it wakes up in the morning, it doesn't need a pep talk to say, you're the king of the jungle. All right? Sometimes we act that way with with what God has called us to do. When God has called you it, then you need to walk out in that godfidence that that is who you are, and I'm saying this right now that there is pastors that are working in all different areas outside of the church. You have a leadership gift to take people on their next step and disciple them in Jesus Christ, and it is a powerful thing. And if you're waiting for someone to call you a pastor before you believe in yourself, man, you're missing it. Pick yourself up. If you need, I'll call. Go get them, pastor. Mm-hmm. Boom, I'm calling you, pastor, right now. All right. Yeah. And walk it out because God's looking down on you. They're, I love getting in a room with people I know have um, these type of anointings with them but they are not working in the church because I feel like they have some of the best testimonies, the best stories yeah. that of how they're just loving on people and they're building new stuff for the kingdom of God and they're being able to declare the word of God and be able to see the evangelists working in our community. People see the apostles working in our community, and really it springs out of, of, of a love heart set because they love God and mm-hmm. they love people that their anointing flows through them. And All I want right. to encourage you guys in that. We're about to take a break here in a second, and uh, when we come back, we're going um, to take a minute and close out the show. Yeah. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island,
0: Vieira, and Cocoa. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubom. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th, 2020. The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash IsraelTrip. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your Associate's, Bachelor's, and Master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. this is Morning, Morning bread. Hey, we're back. Um, we're reading 1 Corinthians 12. We're about to finish up. Pastor David, you want to you wanna give us that final
1: thought? Yeah. Looking at this, the last verse, the 31st verse says, Now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. Paul writes that 1 Corinthians 12. Then when the Bible was originally written, it didn't have chapters. Paul didn't make a break right there. We made a break right there and what we'd go into next, what he'd write then next is massively important. It would be 1 Corinthians 13, which is the love chapter of the Bible. And he would then say that this more excellent, most excellent way, or he says in some translations, a greater way, is a way a walk of love. If you want the gifts to flow through you, Then you need to have the love of God flowing through you. Come on. And he and he would even say, listen, if everything else, if there's faith, if there's everything else that if you don't have love, then it's of no value. Yeah. And honestly, I want to encourage you today, let your faith be resembled with your love that it's not just us yelling Bible verses at people or us getting into our holy huddles, but instead we are a culture and a people that love God, that love the church, and that we love our communities, and the love of God is evident in our generation. Yeah. So that's it for today, guys. Look forward to seeing you guys soon. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Love you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend.